if you are willing to control better, not from having a point of view about getting it right or not getting it wrong or getting a particular result or getting your agenda accomplished or having any point of view that this will equal this, but if you do control from question and possibility, then you have a way to create something different. What would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Welcome to today's episode of Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. Do you ever try to control things? Your kids, your dates, your boss, your projects, your animals? Do you actually have a sneaking suspicion that if you were God, the world would just be in a much better shape? Then this episode is for you. As our guide, I've invited a colleague of mine, Ms. Megan Hill, a creator of Magnitude, and yes, a fellow control freak. <laughs> so welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. This is like the show that was made for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is control? What is control in your point of view? Well, it's so interesting because control you know, there's, there's control when you're being a control freak. And then there's control as you start working with hopefully what we get to in this episode, um, in a way that it's actually something that's creative. Um, cause one of the, one of my favorite things with access consciousness is what if your, you know, greatest wrongness is also where you're also have a strength and a strongness. So for me, it's like, okay, if control isn't bad. Um, if it's a possibility, then, then what else is possible here as you start to unwind it. But for me, like there's this control, like you said, like if, if I, if I was God, then, you know, everything would be perfect. Right. So that's where you're really doing righteousness, you know, like where you are desiring to control so that you can get it right because you're sure that your way is right. And that's, you know, kind of a blatant, uh, like blatant sort of an aggressive statement. But if you look at the undertone of all the places where you would like to be God or things aren't going the way that you would like, it's because ultimately underneath it is you're right and you know the answer and you're right. <laughs> and if you're not right, then you're wrong and you're always trying to get back to through control to some element of feeling right. That is so true. That is so true. There's also elements of control that you've been taught, you know, like I, you know, worked in advertising and there's this high level of control to keep standards high. You know what I mean? Like it has to look like this and it has to be at this level of perfection. Otherwise all hell will break loose if your brand isn't perfectly controlled. Right. So that was something learned that I would say then working with uh, different business aspects of access that it's like, in the businesses that I worked at before access control meant success. A lot of times, like if you had mm. control, then you had control over the amount of success that you had. 
Whereas working with access consciousness is so different because there's so much chaos that if you, <laughs> if you are a control freak, it can make things very uncomfortable for you, you know? So I've had to look at un unwinding where I do control, where I do rightness, where I think my way is the right way. And I'm not there yet by any means, but um, I had a cool conversation with Simone probably in the last year where I had really like let go of all control. Cause I was like, control is bad. So I'm just going to step back and let everything just go, you know, like everything will be crazy. I don't have control over any, whatever you want to do, go for it, you know? And in a business element, you can see where that has what it has. But like, if you look at it, you know, like you said, with your dogs or with your kid, it's like, yeah, if you just let them do whatever they want, is that actually creating what's the greatest possibility? And so in this conversation with Simone, where she was like, hey, you actually, cause I'm like, well, I don't actually desire to be controlling. Like, I feel like I'm beat, like what's being required is for me to step into control. And I've been working my ass off at trying to not be controlling. And she's like, yes, but what if you actually controlled better? And that was so brilliant. And just in that one statement, you're like, wait, what? Can I, like, if control is bad, like how do I control better? And that's what she got me to look at is if you're doing control from righteousness, that's where it tends to contract, um, limit, um, you know, put a, put a cap on what's possible. But if you, if you are willing to control better, not from having a point of view about getting it right or not getting it wrong or getting a particular result or getting your agenda accomplished or having any point of view that this will equal this. But if you do control from question and possibility, then you have a way to create something different. Well, could you give an example of when you put that in action? Sure. Like if you are, say you're at a business meeting, right? And you know, everyone's been at say like a board meeting or a business meeting. And you can tell where people have certain points of views about where they want a project or a creation to go. And that's how it needs to go because that's the right way. And that's how we've done it. And this is the way to do it. And that's how the formula will say that is the right way. So in that moment, you can either step into control from righteousness, right? From, well, my point of view is blah, blah, blah. And this is the right way to do it and kind of go into that fight. You can withdraw totally. So you're not doing any control. You're also not contributing or you know energetically engaging at all. Or what I have found is the thing that gives you the greatest amount of quote control for possibilities in that moment is to actually be the question. Because if you have say eight people sitting around trying to get their agenda, what they've decided is right to the forefront, then you're the one that's willing to be like, okay, so what will that create? Or what else is possible here that we haven't looked at? Or what are you aware of here? Asking the question like flips open the possibilities and opens the door to what else is there and gets people to look from a different perspective from where they were on that, like one line of, you know, this is the right way and look at other possibilities. So ultimately, if you're willing to be the question, you are in control, you know, on your own. So you're, you're like controlling into possibility. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's also some like parts of that we've looked at together where the control is like a hidden secret control where people control by being victims or <laughs> no no one would ever do that it would always be very obvious right <laughs> so could you could you talk uh, give some examples of like a hidden way of controlling that people don't really even see as controlling um 
Well, I guess I, like I'd ask you, like, do you ever notice where, you know, you and I have had different, we work together in different ways or what it could be with work or with your body or with your life where if you kind of like, if you keep pushing for something and it's making you crunchy or cranky or, you know, whatever, if you actually take a moment and look at, okay, what am I, what do I actually desire here? What's going on? Or what am I trying to like, I don't even know the question, but if you're like being the question, oftentimes underneath that is somewhere where you are trying <laughs> again, like to get it right or not wrong. Cause how yeah. many times is, is control actually where you have the answer? If there are no answers. What if there's just endless questions and exploration and how much, you know, energetically, how fun is that when there's, you know, that it's like, okay, no matter what, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep asking questions. So you know how you were mentioning chaos a while ago, and yeah. when we talk about creation, one of the key things is to let chaos in to yeah. allow creation to move and explode. So how does control play with chaos? Um, well, when you're saying that now I'm getting, you know, there's one of the things that Gary and Dane say all the time is that you, everything that you need to learn in life, if you'll learn from a horse. So I'd say uh, horses have taught me a huge amount about control. So if you don't ride horses, don't worry about it, but you could get on one if you really want to um, explore this area energetically. Um, but I was, I was doing this lesson um, one time at the lazy double D ranch and um, the horse trainer put me on a horse that I was like, if you would have told me I was about to get on this horse, I would have thought this is crazy because it was beyond what I could control. So he was, the horse itself was beyond what I've decided I could control and the potency of a horse. I don't know if it was a stallion. I have no idea. The moment I got on it, I felt like we were going a million miles an hour, even though we were standing still. And so throughout the entire lesson, it was so cool because we were, we were, my biggest thing is like, I don't want the horse to run out of control. Like as long as I'm in control, then the horse will not run out of control. And so I'm always like worried that the horse is going to like run out of control and do something crazy at the time. And so I was with uh, Cody, he's, you know, he's at the ranch. And so we were walking the horses, but again, the horse to me, it had so much energy. It was just like so intense. It felt like I was like running, but I was, it was also, it was triggering every control button that I had because I had never ridden it before. I hadn't, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't know what this horse was going to do. I had never experienced this level of like intensity on a horse before. So all my control systems were like ah, freaking out. And I said, I, I said, Cody, I just feel like I'm not in control. <laughs> and he said, well, what if you are in control? He's like, you're asking the horse to walk and it's walking. And I'm like, okay, good point. We are, we, he is doing exactly what I'm asking for. And he said to me, he said, how are you with Tristan? Which is my son. He's 11 now. And he's been a very intense kid. Um, lots of energy, very full on. And, um, and I said, oh, and he goes, do you, you know, do you do, you know, do you always need to be in control? He asked me something, but he showed me through Tristan that like a kid like that with horses, if you allow them to have like, here's where, here's the boundaries. You can go here and here and here but it's not too controlled. You know what I mean? It's not like it's um, such a straight line and allow them to move in and out of those lines of where they can go. 
and then you're good. And if they kind of cross where, you know, cross that line, then you pull them back a little bit and say, hey, no, we're going this way. And so energetically, that's how I've been as a mom is it's like, okay, I let him go, 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 total, total chaos. And then when he crosses that line that I don't even know necessarily what it is, but you know, when he crosses it, mm-hmm. he knows when he crosses it and you're like, okay, hey, this didn't work for me. Can you please do this? That is to me, one of the beautiful dances of like, okay, what if you actually can be out of control, but that doesn't mean you're like havoc and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything's like fair game. It's like, Hey, you got to be willing to like rein it in and control when you need to, but allow there to be that chaos and movement with you adding control to it when it's required. And that is so beautiful because I was going to ask you about being a leader, like leading people in groups and and still not doing control yeah right so that what you're describing is kind of like this there's a huge space of possibility like a really huge space of possibility and there is there's a point where control has its place yeah that dance is is a constant dance you know it's like because it's different with every like if like a horse it would be different with every horse there are some horses that they don't need any control you know and then there's and if you do hardcore control with a horse they will you know backfire same thing with a kid same thing with people same thing with your dog you know it's like most people don't like high I mean high amounts of control I mean but you also you appreciate it when someone says hey does this actually work or hey what if you did it this way or hey you know did you know that when you did, did this this created this so there's like a kinder way of um, controlling, I guess, but with leadership, a great book is it's an intense read is conscious leadership by Chutissa Bowman. I read it quite often just because it's such a great reminder of when you come to any conclusion or any right point of view, you are contracting. And if you're truly willing to be a conscious leader, you are always in question, especially with yourself. This doesn't like, this doesn't mean you go and question everybody that you work with because you're really the only person that you can change is you. So if you find yourself contracting, if you find yourself getting frustrated or limiting something, asking questions, like where could I actually be in question here? Where do I have a point of view here? And what else is possible? Because if you open up, then you're leading from that, you know, a different space of control. Cause you do have awareness as a leader, you know, and you've got to be willing to be that. That also leads me to, so if you look at that, it, it's about looking at you, right? So what is it like if you try to control you? I am really good at controlling myself. <laughs> <laughs> the one area where you get to be God. Totally. Hello. Um, but it's like that, it, is that even fun? You know, it's, and so to open that up is, I just keep looking at anywhere I'm doing huge amounts of control and asking it for to be different. I'm not very happy when I'm controlling myself. So if you look at Tristan, yeah, do you think we learn to control ourselves? Yeah, I would say probably, you know, it's like the world is constantly saying, Hey, that was too much, you know, yeah. brain that in, um, don't be that much. Don't be that happy. Don't be like, you're constantly kind of, you know, reminded energetically, verbally, um, in all sorts of ways to not be too much. And I grew up in the Midwest. So that was definitely, you know, don't, 
don't be too different. Don't be too weird. Don't be, don't be you basically, um, be what, what you're supposed to be to fit in here. And that's very challenging because sometimes as you're un, you know, unwinding, whatever this is with control, especially of you, hmm. you get, you find different places where you're like, I, why would, this isn't even my control that I'm doing of me. This is something I've learned from my parents or from, you know, the world around me. So, Hey, you also got a dog. Recently. I have a dog. She's sitting here with me. She's being nice and controlled. Yes. So I, <laughs> I actually wanted to ask, how did that, like, how did you get to practice your control when you got well, a puppy? Um, getting her was out of control. I literally like went to a pet store because Tristan thought it would be fun. And then the next day I had a dog. So I wasn't prepared for a dog. I didn't have, I've never had a dog. So very out of control from the start, but then having a dog, um, it's similar, I would say to like being with horses, like I'd say the energetic, they're so energetic, you know, they don't talk, they bark and they give you feedback in all sorts of ways. So energetically, it's been really cool to see where she, she does require me to be control with her. If I just let her do whatever she wants, it would be like, my house would be destroyed. And at the same time, too much control and her and I lose communion, you know, like if I'm and she lets me know very much like last night I was trying to get her to go to bed at a certain time. And she like nipped at me and I was like, well, that's interesting, but that doesn't work for me. So, you know, her nipping like feisty with me. So I had to be more control in that moment and say, this doesn't work. No, you know, then that let her know I'm still, I'm the lead. I'm the alpha. This is my, my house, my rules, you know, and you have to be that energy with them which I've learned a lot from like Gary Douglas and Susie Gutsy, because you have to be willing to be that. Otherwise they will walk all over you. Well, you said something that I think I never looked at before. You said, when I do too much control, we fall out of communion. I think yeah. that's how you put it. So could you take that and kind of apply it in a more general sense? Because that is actually one of the effects that control okay. Great. I didn't even realize that until you just, you know, said that. I mean, look at that. Like if you're doing too much control with your body, then you're not in communion with it. If you're doing maybe any kind of control with your body, I guess you're out of communion with it. Um, And same with people, you know, it's like, there's this really cool gifting and receiving and total communion that you can have with every single element that's out there, whether it be your house or your you know, a dog or a person or a creation. And so play with that and notice when you, you know, create so much judgment, really, I mean, judgment and control kind of go hand in hand, I guess, mm. um, where you create that separation. And it's like, even this exploration of control, as we're talking about it, it's like, it's so vast and deep oh, and wide right. and, you know, you, you can That's basically- <laughs> See, we're out of control. We have audios going crazy. My phone is out of control. But so notice, can you say that, that again? That, well, in that moment, if I were to have been really controlling about the sound, then I'd have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's happening. And it's ruining the perfect sound of the audio that we have here, which would create a separation. It would create this weird energy rather than being like, oh, cool. What is the contribution of that sound to what's currently going on? you know, constantly being in question of what else is what's possible here. 
So it's like control doesn't allow that sense of inclusion and receiving. So finally then, so if somebody's listening to this and they go, how do I control for possibility? What would you say would be a, a good way to start exploring that? Well, what if in every moment of your day, you just started looking at, okay, where am I trying to get it right here? Or am I trying to get it right here? And if so, where and how? And what else would be possible if I didn't? Really being the question and living as the question throughout your entire day. And then it's really back to the basics, not back, but using the basic tools. Because if you take, say, the tool of interesting point of view, which is the tool with access consciousness that can get you really quickly into allowance, it's like, okay, if you have a very strong point of view, like I think that you know, this is the way that this should go. Okay, cool. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And if you're dealing, say you're in a meeting and somebody else has a very strong point of view and you don't like their point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. They have this point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view that they have this point of view, interesting point of view that they have the point of view that I have this point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. They have this point of view and keep running it until you notice that sense of space open up to where you actually can get out of the contraction of judgment, rightness, blah, 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 blah. Because mm. if you're willing to be that, then notice if you can get to that space of allowance, then the other person actually, that's where you're using control to create greater possibilities because you're controlling what you get to. If you can get to allowance, the other person can too. And a totally new possibility opens up and they may not choose it. And that's cool. Oftentimes I see so many times if you change your point of view, it shifts fucking everything. And so that is where you have the power to control what's showing up because you can have the power to change you, which creates ripples out into the world. And, you know, we have a lot to go on control. I do personally. <laughs> yes. so don't worry. You don't have to get this right. And sometimes it's just like, wow, I control really well how do I turn it up you know like I'm just gonna control myself totally like just I think the playfulness and the humor of it allows it to shift too because if you go into the wrongness like this person's controlling it blah, 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 it's just more control it's just more judgment and it's actually not fun you know I think one of the greatest shifts for me was when I was willing to totally admit that I am a control freak and that I am yes. super controlling. And from that space, that's really when, when it started to shift and I could actually, like you say, play with it and not judge it. Just yes. be okay. Here we go again. Here we go. And then notice how much that opens up with whether it's your kid or your lover or whatever, be like, I'm so sorry. I get, I'm being a controlling asshole right now. Can we start over? Can we do this again? You know? So it allows everyone. Lady agrees. So Yeah, totally. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify, iTunes, or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.com.